Yeah. Yeah, man. I woke up with a bunch of shit on my mind I'm breaking the curses through the verses for a stick and design The time's wilder than they ever been Vibing in the salt like a terrapin Laughing to aspire through the heavy ones The beast roll up They got no chances on advancing when my piece roll up We keep it cooking like rotisserie The mystery on how to navigate through it all We're stepping smarter than we bothered with the breaks in the fall So whether burning hot for summer or be mad in the cold I call a robber MC so we can stroll down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Rob the MC Cole, let's hit the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Hey everybody, welcome back to another special episode of the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. I have a really special guest today. A person has known me for over a decade. One, I would say one of my um, ace boon coons. In the words of my 70-year-old father, um, my man DJ. What's up, bro? This is your intro music, man. Oh, man, you know Kanye, my guy. Oh, yeah. I know he's not everybody's guy, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some issues with him, you know. <laughs> man, the reason why I play that song, and, and, and I had to put that in there, insert that in there, bro, because I just remember growing up with you, man, and you were just, you were just obsessed with Kanye West's late registration and all of his albums, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I would, I would say that I was one of the... Uh, <laughs> The fans, you know, back in middle school, what was it, 04? Yeah. Eight, you know, putting, that, putting a date on myself in yeah, 04. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For your older listeners, I'm a young buck. And for your younger listeners, I'm an old head. So. Yeah. Back in 04, you know, listening to Kong and College Dropout, man, it was life changing. But yeah, man. It was, nice bro. To be on here, bro. Man, nice so, to be on here. so happy to have you on. Yeah. The audience, yeah, it's much awaited. This is literally, guys. We're gonna we we gonna get silly in a little bit because <laughs> DJ is he just some some friends just bring it out of you, and he definitely mm-hmm. does it. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about how we met, bro. What year was this? Oh three? Was thirteen? How old were we, nigga? I don't even know, bro. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. The first time I saw Rob, you know, it probably I know I think it was was it at a Rumble Mills or was it before that? Oh yes, it was. <laughs> Did you have on that orange that 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 red hoodie, bro? This like the Spider Man looking one. <laughs> I don't think I had copped that yet. I think that was I was might have been. But you did have a hoodie on, though. Know, I still have that thing, but I bust out of that joint now. I still got that thing. It was a hoodie. I definitely thing. remember you was a hoodie. Did you have sunglasses on or something? You know, I was. I thought you know. Well. You know how I am, but yeah, I probably did. Cause I, when I first met you, time. you were real quiet, and I was like, "This nigga think he all that." At first, I was like, "Who was I uh, with?" That's what everyone thinks. That's what everyone thinks. <laughs> Maybe because you were taller than me, and uh, <laughs> and look more definitely more athletic than me. Um, I'm trying to figure out. How, yeah, it was a Rundle Mills Mall. Okay, and it was a group of us. Who was I? Fucking was I with hanging out with uh, Wanda in there? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you. Hmm. Yeah, I had the pink sweater on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. It was definitely okay. So, Rendell Mills Mall. So it had to be back in. Um, someone had the drivers there. So, 
Um, <laughs> trying to, f- yeah, I think it was, it might have been 03, 04. Who, who drove us there? Was it, no, I don't think we, we knew D Mac at the time. Nah, I'm trying to think, bro. Somehow we ended at a random mills mall, <laughs> and I met you, and uh, you was, oh, 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 yeah, I don't know, I don't want to just. I don't know if people want their names on here, but yeah, yeah, just you it know. was like a, it was like a, I was, I was up with, I was up there, I think, with some other people, mm-hmm. and you were up there with them, and um, this was like teenage dating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, teenage dating at the time, and uh, that's how I met you. Yeah, and, uh, I think at that time we were liking the same girl or something. Really? We was it, it? Well, I'll mention names. They don't know these people anyway, so it really don't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's not like they're gonna be on the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't Sade, bro. It wasn't her. Uh, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Sade, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh was like, shit! I had no idea. I mean, well, we didn't know each other, so I didn't know. Oh, but then again, I did know. She used to tell me, "Yeah, man, watch out for this guy Rob. He he might be upset when he finds out." Oh wow! Yeah. Man, I used to go. <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, Rob! Oh, oh, yeah!" I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I see him, and I was like, "Oh man, I, you had this vibe of like you, you you were on this thing where you was going to fight somebody off the rip. You just you just had this this complex. Like I thought I live in Elegant City, but I hit a nigga in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, because because you know, <laughs> and you I had to push how much <laughs> you wanted to push. Just you, you, I don't know how many times I heard you say that the the, the, the complex you were in was like uh, like kind of section eight. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I live in the section eight pockets. Yeah, these like projects, real. Oh, yeah, yeah. This section eight. Okay, yeah. You know, we got an independence card too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had that's my two XL uh, polo days from. Um, I had the I had the red. I think I probably had the red one on with the. It was a white. Yeah, I definitely had that on. I had the red. It was a red polo. Um, it was definitely two XL. Um, I had three major primary colors like black, red, and maybe like mm, orange, maybe some hint of orange. But yeah, man, it was a complex man. Because first of all, you know, at that time I had just started coming to the, you know. As my audience knows, you know, I used to go to the Kingdom Hall and be a Jehovah's Witness. So mm-hmm. I was getting introduced to urban Jehovah's Witnesses. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for me, you know, I can't, coming from West Baltimore, where I'm from, you know, then coming to Ellicott City and then seeing urban Jehovah's Witnesses, which are different than suburban Jehovah's Witnesses. So then, you know what I'm saying? So me coming into that, it's like it's a lot of different things. It's like your blackness because I was not used to like 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 urban Jehovah's Witnesses. I had never seen them. You know right. what I'm saying? That was like my first interaction. So for me coming in to the Watchtower, I was I came in through like suburban, you know, Joe's Witnesses. So when I met you guys, yeah, bro, it was uh, it was like being on a BET uncut, <laughs> but Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> is, is this how it works? Yeah. What is this? This is it. Yeah, it's like it's like as an example, like uh, let's see, uh, I'm gonna use a song that it was like, I'm gonna use uh, uh, <laughs> hold up, I got a song, <laughs> hold up, uh, I'm gonna play it too, cause this this is the definite type of uh, uh, I got it right here. Here we go. Here's the song. So for people that don't know this song, this is literally what it was like when I first met DJ in the Urban Jehovah's Witnesses, bro. Hold up, here we go. <laughs> Show y'all how we put it down when we get down in our neck of the woods, you heard me? Yeah, it's my 
<laughs> so that's literally what it was right. so i walk up on it with my 2xl uh polo with my complex uh trying to over you know trying to overshoot it because i never met urban joe's witnesses and um, and uh, that's the song, theme song of me walking up to DJ and them. And I was just trying to size mm-hmm. them up and see what they was about because they don't know me personally. You know what I'm saying? And um, as uh, you know, so I just had to overdo it. And then Sade was from um, a really rough part of Baltimore. She's from the South Baltimore. She's from you know Cherry Hill. Mm-hmm. And so um, so she so there was an extra <laughs> there was an extra mm-hmm. piece I had to show off. You know, since you were in like. You had your fitted on, and you was like the big. Everything was big. It was just, um, what is going on? Maybe like, did you forget what Baltimore was like when he when he left? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had left. I left in the in the late nineties, so my style was like. Um, <laughs> it still was there. I still had like a ninety eight yeah. flow, but it was two thousand. So niggas was definitely wearing was like, more tapered stuff. You were like just like, like maybe. K-Swift's brother might dress. <laughs> if people don't know K-Swift is, she was a very popular DJ back home. So I dressed it. I dressed like niggas from Brooklyn in 90, like 99, basically. Mm-hmm. Like the longest XL and the fitted was, so I was stuck in that because that's, that's my reference points of Baltimore at the time. So whereas where DJ was at, it was niggas was, niggas <laughs> was wearing like more, like there, there was, there was more, definitely the, the Lacoste, the polos, Lacoste, what do you call Lacoste? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Lacoste yeah. polos or Ralph Lauren, I, I didn't get on, so I didn't get the memo. You know what I mean? And plus, my family was very, very urban. You know, so my family's like very low class. Like it's the non-Jehovah's Witness part of my family is very low class. Like you think, you know, DJ, so so urban Jehovah's Witnesses are like they're definitely ghetto. They're definitely urban, but it's like it's like I would say not like Fresh Prince. I would say how we would do it like uh, Atlanta, like the show Atlanta type. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to type a more like uh, it gives you Moesha vibes. Yeah, okay, Moesha. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas my family, so you know, I didn't have the I didn't have the sophistication of the Urban Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. just just low in <laughs> so, but so yeah, I sized them up and I was like, this dude, it must be an asshole. Just the way he carried himself. Maybe it was a little rivalry between me and and we was fighting over a little. No, but tell me, really, man, like you're not the first. Like, what what is it? Maybe it's your nose, nigga. Maybe it's just you got a real beak. You got a big beak, and it's like you... I know, man. <laughs> so uh, you got a snout on me, but I was, but still, man. Is it just the nose? Like, yeah, like everybody. Oh, man, he must know. He think he all that heat. I'm like, ah. No, but I just think, you know what? It's really the confidence and sureness of yourself at that age. Because it was, yeah. you know, pre, being a preteen, and you, I kind of knew you knew who you were. And you could mm-hmm. you could feel that you were silent in yourself, maybe because all the because I you know later down the line I knew about after I got into the row sessions with you guys, you had to survive those row because because the urban Jehovah Witnesses the roast thing that that happens is crazy, it's a roast session, <laughs> niggas get baked, they get cooked, they get destroyed, <laughs> because you take being a Jehovah's Witness, yeah, you just gotta you just yeah you just gotta hold your own. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, it's like, I can't cuss him out. Yeah, it's, it definitely wasn't godlike. <laughs> he, he, he's touching my insecurity. <laughs> uh, he's breaching. He's, he's like, oh, no, no, no. Stop. Like, in your, your inner self, it's like, do not touch on that. 
Because you know you're still talking in like witness tongue when you yeah. please do not touch on such information. Yeah, and y'all would just there was no holes about niggas would just get into anything and just do it. But anyway, mm-hmm. we met at the mall, we hung out, and we all broke as hell. I think we ain't had fifteen dollars to squeeze between us. <laughs> Bro, I think no, we had it maybe twenty thirty dollars. I think I might have bought something. Remember back when you buy that one thing and you would flex on that one thing at the mall? Somebody brought. I think I brought some money. I don't know. How I had like twenty dollars, bro, to my motherfucking name. Trey eight. I know my man Trey eight. Oh, I hated that nigga. <laughs> he, uh, he, I think he brought, brought like pulled out like a little wide of like twenty. I mean. Yes, I remember, bro. You're making, yeah. bro. I'm getting nostalgic, bro. I remember this used to be this dude. He looked like um, Eddie Murphy, but with Down syndrome, and uh, he he would just <laughs> and he would always wear. Hey, I'm still cool. No, I'm still cool. With yeah, him, bro, but I still love him, but yeah, he was really yeah. You thought I had a complex? He had a complex. You thought I thought every, people thought I was not, nah, bro. He he stood, oh, and it, just keep in mind, guys. There's a Jehovah's Black Jehovah's Witness. To wear your hat backwards was like the ultimate sign of of rebellion. So Trey Eight would wear his hat side like it wasn't all the way backwards. It was like kind of like like diplomats. It was like an academic hat, I think. Yeah, and he would wear it always, and he had a and he had and he would flash his cash because what type of jo- he must have had a good job because none of us had more than twenty dollars, and that nigga had to have at least eighty. <laughs> Yeah, he had a good one. Yeah, he had a good little grip on him. I can't remember what he was doing at the time. Yeah, and he had his big, yeah. big watch on. For for what we were, because we were all, like you said, all broke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fifteen. Not having much of nothing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just just trying to stunt with the little bit of clothes that he had. <laughs> so you know, you only, you only could come out well like once a month because you like you got to re you can't to refurbish everybody's mind so they don't remember exactly <laughs> the color. <laughs> You gotta be furbish niggas. Yeah, you got. Oh, I don't. I can't. I can't remember if he that polo. I'm pretty red, blue. Yeah, it's that polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. It's fading a little bit. Bro, remember the 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 the, uh, remember the Ralph Lauren polo I did have the the yellow one with the the navy blue. I think I do remember. Oh, it was a button up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not that one, not that one, bro. That, that, that. <laughs> I had two polos. I had, I had the, I had the Lexington Market one, and then I had. <laughs> and low key, I didn't even want to talk to Shawty. I wanted to talk to her cousin. I was just too scared. Her cousin was more scarier. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So yeah, I was, so I just went after the light skin one, the, the the nice light skin. I thought she was more docile. <laughs> nah, you were wrong. But at the end of the day, you're you're. Uh... <laughs> You had a, a, the polo that was Lexington Market. It, it like you, you, you were right because it, it had looked like he wasn't really riding on a horse. <laughs> he was, he was on uh... more of a Doberman. <laughs> he was a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a polo stick. It was more of a. I don't know. It was. I a, can't recall. It was a third string handy doubt. <laughs> but we all had something like that Yeah but you, I just remember you were way more flyer than me And I was like this nigga got At least his parents got good jobs My dad was a crackhead so <laughs> I've got <laughs> I got what I, I could get I didn't have no money yeah. You know back in the day you'd be like It is so crazy like when you're in school And you're going back and forth with people And you you know Y'all Y'all, y'all going in on each other Y'all like Y'all don't even pay for none of that stuff y'all got on Mm-hmm. It's just like it's crazy. Yeah, you just back and it's like you getting roasted. I remember I got roasted. I had some Reebok Classic 
They Oof, like a, what color? A blue effervescent uh, soul, <laughs> and they were white, man. And everybody else had Jordans, bro. And you couldn't have told me when my mother got me those Reeboks that I wasn't fresh that day. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have told me until I walked and I approached and I saw everybody wearing 11, and I was like, oh, okay. So that's fresh. And the worst part was the nigga, uh, I think Benny Siegel said, y'all niggas folding like a Reebok classic. Remember that line he said in the song? Yeah, and I think that's what got me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he said, y'all niggas softer than a pair of Reebok classic. I said, oh, shit. Dog, because I had the Reebok classics <laughs> too. I had the all white ones, and they looked like Air Forces, but when you look closely, oh, because you know how to, on the tongue, on the on the toe box, it has that Nike right. Air Force One box with the with the dots in it, but when you look closer yeah, on the oh, side. Some of the classic. I did too. I had the hot top. Yeah. <laughs> Mine might been top tens. I might have top tens. Yeah, you know, you, you, our father—not your, your father's older than mine, but my father grew up in the era was like, yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, top tens was like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and I just throw the top tens on. Again, roasted. Yeah, because yeah, you look at the toe roasted. box. The toe box is an Air Force One, definitely. But as you look closer, you see this little plastic square strip that says Reebok on it. And you're like, what? And I used to get, ro- man, in my public housing neighborhood, these niggas from New York, they had just moved down from New York. From Brooklyn, mm-hmm. no less. You know, niggas in Brooklyn love sneakers. Those are the most sneaker-wearing niggas ever. Anyone from Brooklyn, New York, anyone from New York is a sneaker motherfucker. And these were the most sneak. They had all the fresh air. This is back when Nelly was hot. So Air Force Ones was hot. So, nigga, when I had my Reebok classes, them niggas cooked my ass from the getting off the bus into getting in the house. And I and bro, I had the strap too, bro. Like it looked like an air, bro. It was dead ass. A uh, uh, Reebok oh, must, yeah. must have been on some some copyright infringement shit. Cause I had the strap like an air force. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. With the thick sole. It, it, it happened to me. When did that happen for you? Cause I feel like it happened for me when I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta reinvest into this style thing. You know, cause you know you're a kid, you ain't worrying about none of that. Nah, you. I think it nah. When I moved over to when I moved to Woodlawn, yeah, it happened to me. Woodlawn, yeah. At that time, I'm still trying to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. I was still outside trying to play sports, you yeah. know, little thing. Yeah. You know, everybody play. So then I run up, I move to a new neighborhood. And at that time, I still had this. Again, I'm not worried about how I'm looking. So I'm just, I see kids out playing, playing basketball or whatever. So yeah, like I run over with whatever I had on. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. So. I walk over there and they just look at me like I'm crazy and they laughing the whole time. I'm just like, oh, these kids is friendly. They, they, oh, these kids is nice. Mm-hmm. They they just laughing, looking at my shoes and some jeans that I had on. Oh, bro, I got roasted. It's middle what. school for me, bro. Oof. Ugh. Because that's the peak of the hip hop. Me and DJ are both in our 30s, man. So think about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you guys set up on a time period that was the 2000s, the early 2000s, okay? This is, this is a time period that me. Um, me and DJ grew up in, and we're gonna set the stage. I'm because we're gonna do. We're gonna start adding more music to this, so that people can understand the times that we were living in. Here we go. Here's, here's the uh, time period. This is the 2000s, guys. Peak 2000s. Me and DJ, middle school. That's it. Middle school. Stop That's it. Stop baby. And niggas really was wearing. One of the first CDs I bought, bro, was was G Unit Beg for Mercy, bro. That was like a, that's one of the first CDs, and I had a CD player. No, I didn't. One of my classmates let me hold the CD player. 
and you couldn't tell me anything about myself at that time. I had a Patriots, I had like a Patriot Patriot shirt that was too big for me and my cousin <laughs> that gave me some jeans or something. I don't think we were wearing the capris yet. The, the mm. jean capris, but it was like some baggy jeans. And yeah. I think I did have some decent sneakers at that time. Yeah, decent. You know, to the where I could walk by. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know how <laughs> you drive it down a highway and, and, the, and the, the the speed cameras is on you. It's like 55 miles an hour. You drive about 60, mm-hmm. 61, mm-hmm. and it won't flash you. Yeah, it was that way. <laughs> I was almost about to get roasted, but they like, no, nah, we are gonna let him go. Yeah, like <laughs> we gonna let him live. It was like, mm, yeah, we, no, nah, we ain't gonna flash him. He ain't going that fast. Yeah, so that was that's how I felt walking down the hallway. Like they wanna they wanna pull me up. Man, my saving graces were the Nike Airs. I had these uh, Nike Airs. They were black on the outside, red, uh, white, uh, red check. I wore them freshman year, bro. That got me through like the first half of freshman year. And um, other than that, it was a struggle from there. Because I think I got some Tims, which was great. My grandmother my grandmother literally yelled at my dad at the, in the middle of DSW. My grandmother bought me $150 Timberland boots, dog. That's when Tim's were the shit in, in, in uh, freshman year, bro. You had a pair of butters, bro. You was that nigga. I'll beat them motherfuckers. I think I might still got them motherfucking butters, bro. As a matter of fact, I'm looking in my room. I think I, think I still I got them. them butters, bro. Yeah, I had the, I had the Elite Jones, 150, nigga. Um, you know now they like one ninety two ten or something. Shit, but like back in the day, one fifty for butt for sneak, nigga. When you poor, that was a lot, bro. One fifty, nigga. My dad was like, "You gonna wear 100. this?" Hundred, that's a hundred was a lot. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And I couldn't believe my dad bought me them butters, bro. I was like, I am that. But let's get back to how we met. So we met at Arundel Mills Mall, hanging out with everybody. Then, um, when do you think our friendship really made a turn for the positive? Because um, that's just me getting to know you. When do you think our friendship was cemented? Like um, this, is my nigga. I think. You know, humor. Just mm-hmm. humor. I think I think when it when it comes down to like um just having the same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when you have an idea about somebody or whatever the case may be, and then um you see somebody got the same sense of humor as you and then in that in that sense you also, you know, just wanna branch out, you know, because the same way you felt about urban witnesses is the same way I felt about it's like people Howard County was a whole other world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, that that whole area, I was like, well, deer, oh, mm-hmm. black squirrels, like you know, <laughs> I was like, this is weird, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I was just a whole new world. So I was like, you know, let me let me reach out, let me let me um, and then it just took off from there. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, it, what really cemented our friendship together. Mm, so we met at the mall, da da da. Um, we did, definitely went to some skating parties. That was a big thing right. back then. Uh, Skateland. I think maybe Skateland was the thing, man. Maybe Skateland. Did you go to Skateland with me a couple of times? I think so. And you know what, bro? Yeah. We were probably still enemies at that point. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the <laughs> Come to think about it. You remember a girl named Amber the Lightskin? Amber... Uh, light skin Amber. She had, lived, she had lived in South Maryland. Like she was from South Maryland. She was gorgeous though. Mm, like Amber. Oh, she was really she was cute, bro. Ambria or something. Yeah, it was Ambria or Amber. Or something, she was super was cute, like, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, she was. Oh, she was fun. Right. Damn. We was again another female. <laughs> you know, for that time, for that yeah. time, people, we were kid, we were teenage. Yeah. But, yeah. That time, yeah, she was. So she was bad. I liked her. You had liked her, and again, you know, it was one of those things where I liked her too. And yeah, I least, don't know. At least we had the same taste. I don't know how this friendship. I don't. We should really hate each other. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of bit. It's just a lot of women. 
it, it, it was just like that. Yeah. And, and so what happened was, it would be like, I would be like calling instantly, like, you don't call him, you know, try to get him a number for me. I say, blah. And you would come out of nowhere, oh, nigga, oh, nigga you don't get a number, blah, blah, blah. Click. Mm-hmm. And um, then, I forgot what happened, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I, really, I think it was the next skating party we went to, mm-hmm. and she wasn't there. And that fizzled out. And so that actually, you can thank her for not ever coming back because <laughs> she's the one that let this friendship flourish. Because before her, it was a wedge. It was yeah. a wedge, you know. Once she left, she left room for us. Oh, he, already, he a cool dude. You know, because outside of that, when you trying to pursue something, you're like, uh, I ain't worried about him. Yeah. Yeah, but and then once we got that skating thing, I think we then we just started hanging out with Rico and riding in that goddamn Saturn. <laughs> Guys, this Saturn had to be like a 99 uh, LS, a L. Or 2000. Maybe a 2000. But that motherfucker had no right to fit as many people used to ride in that nigga car backseat, nigga. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Yo, we would try to fit. We might have four. fit like four people in the back. Huh? Yeah, we did. It was four, definitely. Four person, so it would definitely be sitting six people. Like... <laughs> Guys, I want y'all to Google this car. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now, nigga. Because <laughs> this joint used to be, I'm like, oh, this shit is. Because it, it would struggle, but it would get us to where we but needed to go. It was trusty, go. dusty, bro. That joint was trusty. That joint would get us everywhere we needed to. Mind you, you know, we were all bums, didn't have licenses except for Rico, so. Yeah. You know. That nigga was super cool for young niggas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had like two years on me, so he's like, well, two years on me and you, we the same age, so. Yeah, he had like two years on us. And he was a cool dude, bro. Oh, yeah. Cool I'm trying dude. to think. Saturn what model. Up to you Let me see. Saturn model cars. I'm looking at. It had yeah, to man. Be. We used to get in all types of trouble on that truck. Yeah, bro. It was the Saturn. I think it was the. Uh, let's see. It definitely was an SW model. But anyway, it was. It definitely, yeah. It was. And did it, did it even have a. Ba- like, did you have to go to the. Climb to the backseat or did it open in the backseat? I'm trying to understand. Remember. No, but it opened. It was just, you oh, know. Okay. It, it was, was definitely man, stranded. It was, it was in the, that car was like the, I don't know. It was just in the gang for like at least two years. Bro, years. we used to go just all three, guys. We so me and DJ both from you know like as you know I've always said I'm from Baltimore area. Me and DJ would always so we would get in this thing, drive it all the way down to the DC PG County. So there was a whole beef with us with D, DC PG County. Uh, we're gonna turn it up. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole on that. Hell yeah! So, so you know, there's a beef with the Baltimore Jehovah's Witnesses and the DC or PG County, not the DC, not the real DC Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't even know if it was record. I don't even know. And coming back to think about it, bro, not yeah. to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I don't know if if they recognized it as as much of a beef as we did. Bro, we definitely didn't like them, and I don't know if they really genuinely disliked us all the way. I I don't, and I think maybe we just thought. Or I don't even think it was that. I, well, yeah, they did. If, even if they didn't say it, you know, because a lot of them you know, was passive aggressive. Yeah. But 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 because we would come out there, and it was like they already they had their females. It was they know, had way better females in Baltimore. Way better. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, way better. So naturally, it's like your natural habitat when you when your forests get burned down, you you go to the next forest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we end up going out there. And bro, and and I want you guys to keep this in mind. For people from Baltimore, especially from the environment me and DJ come from, 
PG County was like a new world to us. It literally was like going to Disney World for niggas. If you think Howard County, <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, look at it from the mind. It's, it's like and it's so weird saying it, but you got to look at it from the mind state of a witness, though. Yeah, it's not you know because if you're just a you know person, regular person, it's just oh we're going to DC, okay? Yeah, but it's like well, you don't have nothing because a lot of your resources are in your time is is in your area, in your mm-hmm. congregation, then you're not really going to venture out too often as that young guy without, you know, a car and all that other stuff. So mm-hmm. the fact that you end up out there without a car, you know, and you're still getting girls is we- it's weird. Bro, yeah, and it's and and also their their structures, their buildings, and the way that their <clears throat> their area setup looks so like from a geographical and from an architecture point of view, it's totally different, bro. Like even at McDonald's, remember like we used to go to McDonald's on White Oak, and oh, then yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Moco, who used to go down to Moco, and we would just go down to um, Rock. I remember like being out in service, eating eating them sandwiches, man. I, I think they had like egg whites on the joint. Yeah, River uh, Riverdale, Silver Spring. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was soup. different, bro. Yeah, what was the other one? It's just, just PG County is so different, bro. Montgomery County is so different. So we would go down there and all the girls would be, like on the scale of one to 10, there women down there was like eight. Jehovah Witness girls, Baltimore City girls, unfortunately, is like on the scale of one to 10, probably like fours in my opinion. You could find your do that, <laughs> little diamond do that. in the rough. <laughs> I ain't going to that. So, well, see, and here's the thing. We got to reestablish what that one to 10 is mm-hmm. because People think of it as math, as school grades, like A, B, C, D. So mm-hmm. a seventy, a seventy would be a, a C, average. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. If it's one to ten, five is average. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all do that, where it's like, oh, you just saying I'm a seven, bro? If you're a seven, that's on that's on point. One to ten, yeah. You know what I'm saying if you're a seven, you you up there. Yeah. If you were five, you average. If you were four, you're below average. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, and but you can have a dope personality, and that's cool. That's true. And and a, and a really cool thing about the PG County Jehovah's Witnesses, they were really affluent. Like, PG County is one of the most affluent areas in America for black people. So, for me and DJ, coming from Baltimore area, where we had a lot of single parents or just a lot of blue-collar workers, when we went down to PG County Jehovah's Witnesses, they were like, they had two parents, they had two cars, they had government mm-hmm. jobs, they had, like, really nice... I remember going into somebody's house Remember, um, like when we used to go to Big Moco, Brit. Big, Brit. big houses, bro, and like both their parents got good jobs. You know, well, you know, yeah, you know, like Moco was like top five, top ten in the country. Yeah, like IB, ma- like IB and them. Remember going to his house? I was like, God damn, these niggas living nice. And it's like it was like regular to them. Yeah, they was like, what, bro? <laughs> I, I yeah, we were like trying, we were trying to hold down our niggerdom. Yeah, we were trying to like hold down our. <laughs> how, our all, our all of how. Oh man, they got it good out here. You know, I bro, go home. I said I gotta warm up some banquet Salisbury steak. Bro, remember when we used to go down to DC and um, hang out and uh, like and just go hang out in DC. It was like we were just living our best preteen life or no teenage early teen like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. We used to go down there and hang out in in, uh, in DC and it was nice, man. It was great. I was because as also as a Baltimore like growing up, I had never gone like <clears throat> in my life. I will tell you, growing up in the early two thousands up until the mid two thousands, I had I literally can count on my hands how many times I've been in DC my entire life growing up. So when we started really peeking out and going to DC, bro, it was like their city is totally different in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could hang out on the it just it's like. It's just hanging out at night. We would hang out till like ten o'clock, twelve o'clock, no problem. In Baltimore, we're not hanging out. Uh, <laughs> let's go get some food. Hang hey. out on the block, nah, bro. 
hey, it's, it would be, you know, hanging out in the city. Now, I remember the, this time where it was just me and my little sisters and my cousin. We down there in, in Baltimore. It's like, you know, we just chilling. Mm-hmm. And, and next thing you know, fights break out, shot. So, you know, this is a normal thing. But it's like, the funny thing about it is, dude walked up to us, like, is you from east side or west side? I'm mm-hmm. from west side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. Yo, if I had been from east side, bro, I'd have been, I don't know what. He would have probably I, stole you. <laughs> yo, straight stole me. Just clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, so, it's, yeah, it's crazier. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's part of DC. It's part, of course. Yeah, of course. Got, the areas we went was cool. The areas we went is cool. Like, <clears throat> we were hanging. <clears throat> oh, damn. Yeah, the areas we went was cool, you know. But it was like, I just remember, it was man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. Oh, remember? Oh my God, guys. So let's move forward down the rabbit hole even more. So me and DJ's friendship as we continue, man. We had a lot of epic battles on the basketball court. <laughs> oh man, bro! Remember when we went on that tournament that's down another the time that I've, that's another time where our friendship were kind of like tested, teeter totter. <laughs> You totter a little bit. Yeah, I was just just keeping guys. I was I was Bruce Bowen mixed with like a little bit of uh, yeah, yeah. I was a little I was I was Bruce Bowen before. It was cool to be Bruce Bowen, man. Uh, I just remember DJ would always he was so athletic. So you know I'm I'm a, I'm five at that time probably five six five seven and 120 pounds maybe soaking wet. DJ is, is probably six foot 160 pounds 170 pounds at that time, and this dude would just be backing me down all the time. I would just and I would the more he would score on me, the more I would get physical, and it would just get to situations <laughs> where I would just hack, just hack, hack, hack. And and it was to the point where DJ's like, dude, like, what are you okay, man? Like, you know, so. <laughs> I'll be just really ever very physical, and so <laughs> I'm surprised you we we didn't get into any real, real legitimate scuffles. Um, no, because I don't, I just didn't. I basketball wasn't my football was my thing. So yeah, and your elbows was like it. I've never been that. I never been. I've never been. You could never get into my. You could never force me to get overly competitive in basketball. You just because it's just not my. I knew I wasn't good, so it was like. I mean, I was athletic, but. That would transition is like getting back and probably playing defense and rebounding, but I couldn't shoot, so it's like I was going to the rack. Like I could go, I could slash easy, yeah. Really couldn't, really couldn't dribble like that, you know, well enough because again, I was just playing football a lot, so mm-hmm. you know. But but yeah, it, it would be fun times. I knew, I knew the game. Mm-hmm. I know the game. It's mm-hmm. Just putting it on a, I, I didn't care enough to try to put put it into reality, you know. Yeah, you remember that tournament we went, <laughs> me and you went to in La Plata though. Yeah, that was. Oh, here we go. Let's talk about. (laughs) So, being DJ, we had to be friends at least because this time I think we're getting close to twenty. I think we're at eighteen, nineteen. So there's a there's a still again there's there's a basketball rivalry between you know. We made friends with this guy, and he was he's very athletic. He was one of the most athletic dudes me and DJ had met up until that point. Because this nigga had bounce. I know. He would do, let's just call him B-Man. This nigga would bounce off the backboard. He would be doing like reverse dunks. We had up until, he was the LeBron of Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) He's still my guy. And he's still my guy to this day. I love this guy. If he called me and needed anything, I got him. I love B-Man. And I think he might be my, it's safe to say that that is my best friend from out towards that way. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Um, um, still it. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, I think we spent so the night over his house I, once. Oh yeah. First day I met him. Yeah. 
And then I came First down to. Then I came down too a couple times. Um, first day I met, and then yeah, we all came. Yeah, first day I met, man, because his dad was a DJ. My dad was a DJ. His dad was a fireman. My dad. It was, yeah. it was wild, bro. He liked music. I liked music. You know what I'm saying? You know, making music, making beats. So it was like, who is this guy? He's like my. I mean, not in an athletic way, of course, but I mean, he's like my doppelganger and. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just remember he wanted he liked to share so much, dude. He was just all about sharing. He was very yeah, cool, sharing, giving, dude. He, he I remember his. Whole, he changed my whole vibe, like my whole mindset on on, on people out that way. Oh yeah, he had that Audi. He remember had, that Audi? Man, trust me, he had everything. You remember that Audi he had? He was like that. Um yeah. He had yeah. that. <laughs> that nigga had an Audi at like goddamn nineteen. We were like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be getting loose in that joint, dude. Oh, remember all the guys, other dudes, uh, they, the other, the other brothers, the dance, uh, the, the, the I don't think their name were dancing. I think the um, that was back. You talking back when we used to dance and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the, like the little green car, and we used to hang with them too. They were from like PG, like La Plate, uh, PG County, like. Oh yeah, the Dan- yeah, Daniels, Daniels, and, and, the, and yeah, yeah, good yeah, times, yeah, cool bro. Yeah, but let's talk about that goddamn tournament. <laughs> Shit, I can't believe, bro. It was it was terrible, bro. Cause uh, so you know, keep in mind, me and DJ, we you know we started playing basketball. We I think overall though, even though we weren't the most like NBA type dudes, we were pretty. We weren't we weren't we were a little bit above average. We weren't bums. We definitely weren't goddamn bums. We just weren't scrubs. So we were just oh, above the average. My mind were, the way my mind worked, I was a scrub. No, I was a shooter. I knew I could shoot. That's pretty much all I could do. I was a shooter, and and um, that's just my thing. <laughs> don't don't ask me to take the ball up. Um, but uh, so he went down to La Plata, <laughs> and there's a tournament. They got keep in mind, guys. They got a real shot clock. They got real referees, and they actually had women there. So as a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> when you're not exposed to women, you know, it, and there was some little cuties in there. It definitely was some motherfucking cuties in there. Always. And so we, if you know, passing, if you're getting past, if you're passing a certain. Once the area code for the phone numbers reach three zero one two four zero, everything changes. Yes, uh, everything. <laughs> things start to look better. You know what I'm saying? Things change once you. I bought my best know. sneakers, bro, to that game, bro. I bought. I stretched. I made sure we played. You know, we we warmed up. We was we were ready to go, man. And bro, did we score more than six points, bro? No. <laughs> These PG County niggas were busting our ass. They was calling plays and running. Bro, but you know oh, what? Yeah, that was because I think Ross invited us out there, right? Yeah, was it Ross? That was Ross. Maybe? Was it Ross? Mm. I think it was Ross. I want to say Ross. Because I think it was me. It was Ross, Jason, and, and, and Chris. And I think it was. I think. I, no, Might you have, know what? No, 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 it's no. another no, no, time. No. This was a different time that I was. I played like Because remember the basketball court yeah. was slippery as a motherfucker. Remember that, bro? Yeah. That yeah, court was slippery yeah. as <laughs> like it, it maybe they had they were used to this court, bro, but it was the most uh, I think them niggas greased the floor up before we came, bro. Cause we were trying to hoop and I was like <laughs> I was trying to go for layups and missing layups. I was blew my goddamn ACL. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to expect going out there. I was like, oh okay, we are it's a tournament. All right. We just gonna play. You be, you gonna have your team, you gonna play. no, it was plays, jerseys. They ran the it stuff. It, it was, but I think I remember a couple games later though we didn't we weren't scrubs. But the first game though, we had, woo! To, yeah, we, had to, we had to get adjusted to what was going on first. Yeah, they bust our ass the so first game. Shit, we, I, I don't think we scored more than six points, bro. Real shit. 
So, um, yeah, that was bad. But then the other games, bro, we actually had a couple good games. And then we, then we get on the streak. Hold up. We got on one team. We ran a couple games after that. I think so later when people stop caring a little bit. <laughs> Niggas ran like three in a row. But it was... Yeah, people, yeah, people were like leaving out. Yeah, they were tired because <laughs> they kept winning. You know, they're like, oh, nobody impressed now, so we can lose. Yeah, we we embarrassed. Yeah. We embarrassed us. We embarrassed our city, bro. It was sad. It was... it was, But no one from the city was there, so it really wasn't bad, but yeah, it was we like... We didn't lose anything. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, nobody it was sad. Nobody like really, really knew us, knew us enough <laughs> for it to... Or did they was just like, oh, who's these trash dudes? <laughs> bro, but remember when we played? I, really, I didn't really want to introduce myself. I, I was like, where you, where you from, Idaho? <laughs> then we get into like, all right, then we have a football once. tournament with them too once, like a tackle football tournament. I played, I played football against DC teams. I can't even number. I played football. But remember when they came to DC they came to Woodlawn once? Remember? Yeah, the first time. Yeah, yeah, the first time. Yeah, we got our tails kicked that time too. But at that point, they had like grown men. Yeah, they was cheating, bro. They had they, they had, had like grown. We, I, you know, whoever invited, whoever set that up, cause that wasn't me at that point. Somebody set that up, but whoever set, I think it might have been Mike Johnson. Whoever set that up did not understand what how serious they had played football in PG because you know, they had a league and everything. Oh, and yeah. So when you when you tell them. Us versus Baltimore, they like, oh, we're gonna bring our team. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bring who's on our team, mm-hmm. and so yeah, they just thrashed us, bro. But we were physical for yeah. the first time, though. We were for the first, the first half, though. We was getting with them niggas, dog. We was physical as shit. And then them and niggas, you know, I'm not even gonna say that because there was a there was Baltimore team at that time. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were too young to even know at that point. We were too young to even know what was going on as far as that. Yeah, we wasn't well connected enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we 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 uh we yeah we we got phys- it was physical though. It was a lot of trash talking niggas. I think somebody got hurt. <laughs> um, they had a running back. That nigga had to be 230, 220 and it was like he was just unstoppable. I was like this nigga, I know he got cut off. A, he might have played in the Canadian Football League or something. <laughs> it was one dude we played against that played for the Panthers one time. So oh, for we, real? We um, yeah. This is when this is when I you know I had like uh. Me and Mike had like came up with a Charm City Hawks mm-hmm. and you know football team, and then we we just a, assembled them, and we um yeah we we got beat that game too. Damn, <laughs> damn. But, but that was just to see who was there. That was just to see who we would have, and then after that we kind of then we got more people, and then we actually won our first league game. Oh, it was, it was, it was, that was those was good times. Oh yeah, that was good times, man. And another thing. Before we finish up this episode That really made our friendship Really pop Was our love of music One thing about DJ I will really respect And I always respected him Is that his love of music Is it? His, literally his dad's a DJ His dad has many albums And I grew up with my dad My dad got at least My father in terms of vinyl That nigga got at least <laughs> I got I got I, I've counted I tried to count That nigga got more than 800 albums bro Like straight up physical albums Yeah I believe <laughs> There was a group That me and DJ Um Fell in love with, and I think it was in our in our. I think we were definitely because you're 32, DJ, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the 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 uh, the song. I'm gonna play this song. The time was a. Let's take people back again, back to the 2000s. Um, there was a song called Helplessness Blues, <laughs> and there was a group. And keep in mind, me and DJ are are urban black dudes from Baltimore City. 
We are the most niggery niggeries. <laughs> I, like I say, I grew up with two crackhead parents. So that's how stereotypical my life was. Um, mm-hmm. and, and DJ's, you know, urban West Side Baltimore. That's where he's from. So imagine two dudes um, from, the, from one of the most interesting cities in America playing this song. Here we go. I'm gonna, <laughs> and if you don't know who Fleet Foxes is, you're going to know today. And I want to hear DJ's philosophy on why he likes so many ch- music. It literally... This has changed our, our life forever. I was raised up believing I was somehow unique Like a snowflake The same snowflake So we can each wait and see And now after some thinking I'd say I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machine. Here's the hook, guys. I'll give back to you someday soon. Uh oh. So that that group, that song, Helplessness Blues Forever, changed. Um, I think that even added more to our friendship because when I found out that you were into Sub Pop uh, Records, when you were into mm-hmm. Fleet Foxes and, and, and um, Grizzly Bear and to and Beach House and Washed Out, mm-hmm. what, what, mm-hmm. how did you find those groups, man? Because I think you put me on MGMT. Um, I remember that we, we, me and you used to always have like these long-ass conversations about different groups and we would just play different albums back-to-back. How did you get into those groups? Because, you know, for where we're from, that's not a normal thing to be into those type of groups. Well... It's partially because of being out, going out towards that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, my father being a DJ, I already, you know, hip hop and R&B and soul and stuff like that, reggae, you know, club music, that was already instilled. But I, I wanted more. So being out there, and I remember working at Target out in Delicate City when I was like 15, 16, they had this little thing that would play, you know, music. It would play. That was when the um, the Zoom came out. Was it the Zoom? Like the it was when the I Zoom. started. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Microsoft, when Microsoft that had came out. It just came out, and so they had a little playlist on it. And it would play all day. Like while I'm stocking shelves, I'm just hearing different music, and I'm catching myself like really liking it. And so I'm like, you know, I would take my 15 minute break and go over there and like look at all the music that was over there. So, and that just kind of like built it. It kind of went from there. So, and I guess my desire to eventually want to make music and produce music was like, uh, that was deep inside of me at that point, but wasn't coming out. Uh, but I felt it was like, I loved like hearing all different types, hearing the soul and all types of music, you mm-hmm. know, the, the lyrics. And, and so it just opened my eyes to new music. And then I was like, you know, me, you know, like you remember saying, you know, Kanye was my favorite artist, you know, still is was because, he kind of like changed the game in that aspect where it was like, it was cool for you to like put uh, somebody that was in a rock band and in, in your music or, you know, and it was okay to wear a, a pink polo. You know what I'm saying? It was okay to, 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 to do different things. But the main thing was hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Bringing, 
hip hop is nothing but just bringing everything together. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. So it was just it, that's where it came from, and so and here I am now. So I just be you know listening to music every you know all day every day, and and it's to the point now where it's just like whatever feeling or emotion I'm feeling, I can I can pretty much bring some lyrics up from anything. And, 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 and it'll fit the whatever mood or whatever thing I'm in or anybody else is in. And so it kind of helps me with like when it comes to when I, you know, want to sample something or when I want to do something like that. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, definitely something I'm passionate about. Like I said, my father's passionate about it. And, um, I remember also giving credit to my grandfather cause I used to be with him. He would, he got me on really more so than my father on the old school. So really mm-hmm. sold like stylistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got uh, that's one of the Philly soul bands and that's my favorite um, but then you got Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes um, you had the Temptations you had the Spinners mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying my, that was my grandfather he would have those tapes in his car and play while we all were service so you know that was just that was that was like you know probably my favorite music it probably still is like whenever, whenever I'm in my deepest of deepest times whether it's in good or bad one of those old school songs come on. So, in my mind, so. I really yeah, respect man, that I about mean, you. That's where it all comes from. Yeah, man, your 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 diversity in music and your taste for music, bro, is is always refreshing. And there's another black dude, you know, because we know what's acceptable to talk about hip hop and R and B. But when I when I hear that, you know, your love for music and, you know, we bef- we bet we both probably, you know, about the music nerd on YouTube, the guy that reviews music, Anthony Fontana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, we're both into the stuff like that, and we love we we're we're nerds about music and to nerd out like to listen to different albums and to really get the meaning of certain songs and to understand what lyrics really mean. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I feel and I feel like music is a way for people to branch out in their personalities to to build character. You know what I mean? If you just listen to the same thing over, and it's okay to listen to music that you relate to. You know what I'm saying? But if you just listen into the same music. Music also helps you to relate even when you haven't lived a life or even when you haven't dealt with certain things. When people sing certain things or they go through certain things, it triggers you like, oh, what do you mean by that? And then you just like, it, it gives you knowledge. Like you, you understand. Um, it, it just, it'll teach you a lot. So yeah. music is just, it, I don't know what, what, what I would do without it. Same here, bro. It got me through my grandmother's, you knew my grandmother very well. You got me through my grandmother's death. You know what I'm saying? That, that I had never been more depressed in my life, man. And, and literally Fleet Foxes got me out of my depression. Literally. That was the only thing that I listened to for literally about three or four months, six months. Literally every album they ever played just back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And that just helped me to heal. And so, you know, while other people may drink and do drugs, music is my drug, man. So um, I look forward to the audience listening to some of the music that you're going to be making soon. And, and just our friendship says a lot, bro, because from my audience, you know that I've recently let, you know, I left that religion. And, um, and DJ mm-hmm. has always been a close friend, always been a caring friend and always been a person that means so much to me. And for two black men coming from where we're from to keep our friendship for over a decade, um, I'm, I would say I'm more than blessed to have you uh, as a brother, man, in my life. And I'm thankful to, to know you and I'm appreciative of having you in my life, man. And so for you guys who are listening, man, make sure you keep close to those friends in 2021, 2020. The world is, there's a lot of fucked up stuff that's going on, whether that's what's going on at the White House today with people storming the White House, whether that's going on in other countries um, in, in, in the coronavirus. 
keep those people that are close to you and has always re- rode for you and been consistent. And I would honestly say DJ has honestly been consistent. And I'm, like I said, he's, he truly means the most to me. He's, I would consider him a blood brother, period. Yeah, man, I feel the same way, man. You know, I got nothing but love for you. I feel like it's, it's been a lot of things that, that your friendship has helped me through. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's taught me a lot about myself and just the longevity that you can keep a relationship. You can keep a friendship. Um, that val- that gives validation and affirmation that you are a good person. You know what I'm saying, or, or and, and that there are people who 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 will love you unconditionally, regardless of of what. It won't be, you know, because like you said, we're going through a lot right now. You know, people losing loved ones, we getting sick ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We are losing jobs. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 we're isolated. It, you know, it's it's easy for your, your mental health to drop. To drop. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's easy for you to to feel like you're alone, you know what I'm saying? So if you can find somebody who you can genuinely click with and connect with as a person, uh, I'm just fortunate that I found that in you, man. Thanks, brother. Man, well, that that seals up this episode, guys, of a Down the Rabbit Hole podcast. DJ will be a consistent contributor to this podcast. Um, I'm trying to do my best to let you guys really get to know me personally, um, besides just the different interviews that I do with really really funny, hilarious comedians. But um, I just want you guys to really get to know my friends, man. And as I go down the rabbit hole, you know, like I said, I left that religion when I was 24, and I was really trying to figure it out. And to to figure on the other side of that, to have my, my little, I would consider him my best friend and my road dog and um if a civil war does break out i know that me and him would be uh back to back looking out for each other man and um guys just especially as black men appreciate your bros man just check in on them say how you doing bro you know you don't have to it doesn't make you weak doesn't make you soft doesn't make you weak you know like or corny see how your bros doing man we all trying to make it so guys thank you so much for another episode and hopefully this personal very personal episode with dj on it will mean a lot to you and your friends and you look at your friends a little bit differently and um and hopefully that your friendship will help you get through this time this tough time that we're all dealing with so peace and thanks for coming on all right